0: Might have to edit. You might have to edit the first couple minutes. <laughs> What's no, happening? Hey.
1: Hi, buddy. What's going on? Nothing.
0: Just you and I today.
1: Good. I got I, some strength coach questions then.
0: All right. Well, let's go over, let's go over our last podcast first. Okay. Let's go over what Ray and TK talked about. Um couple major takeaways. Uh, I'm going to disagree with TK. I do think your uh, title does matter, um, but your roles and responsibilities should be at the forefront of your job responsibilities. Um, If you don't know who you're answering to and what the expectations of your job are, good luck. Um, And the other one was with Ray um, and having those uh, discussions early with the coaches that you work with and for, having those difficult discussions early so you don't have, the, have to have those difficult discussions later that may um, find you looking for another place of employment.
1: Yeah, I think Ray's experience um, with soft skills complement Jesse Wright's whole agenda and what he talked about a couple podcasts ago. Um, oh, yeah. Ray going over his experience and the thing that he's been through and some of the things that he's coach TK on about handling coaches, soft skills, making sure that they understand where you're coming from and respect you um, is stuff that they're not going to teach you in school.
0: No. And sometimes, and some, sometimes, sometimes the, the baptism by fire is not the way to go.
1: No. And on that episode, I also got to ask a question that's been in my mind for 20 plus years. And that was our division two basketball players bigger and stronger than division one basketball players. And if you want the answer, go listen to the podcast.
0: <laughs> so what's going on? I got a couple things, but we'll we'll start with you first.
1: Okay. Um, I'm sweating because I just got back from a run.
0: I a boy. Around the block.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, it was a mile. I had 20 minutes to get in and I'm I'm a slow runner. I was going to do a mile and a half. I was like, yeah, it's cutting it close, buddy. So
0: Hey, ben, uh, I mean, you got to move. At the end of the day, you got to move every day. So, you yeah. know, it's one of the frustrating frustrating parts for me. Um I had uh heart surgery 2 weeks ago. And uh, I saw my surgeon yesterday. And he's like, "Yeah, you got about another 2 weeks before you start doing anything." Oh. And then when you start And then when you start be smart.
1: You look good, buddy. You look really good for a guy who just had surgery. Heart surgery. Yeah, I
0: mean, as I've told a couple of people, the the individual in the room next to me died. So I'm uh I'm doing better than better than that, obviously. <laughs> um it was it was a tough surgery. Um but hopefully hopefully now I don't have to deal with AFib anymore. So we'll see. Great.
1: Yeah. All right. So how? Can a prepubescent athlete get faster? or can they?
0: Yeah, it's a skill. It's a skill. So a um, couple things. I mean you you look at um, what you're trying to do. Uh, you know my my experience going through the Parisi speed school uh, helped me realize that a little bit more. Um, you know that there's an acceleration phase. There's a um, speed phase and then, you know, it's breaking down. Uh, Most athletes need to focus on the acceleration phase at first five to 10 yards um, because that's going to be the difference between you getting the ball or not getting the ball. And in most sports, it's beneficial to have the ball. (laughs) So, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that do a lot of great stuff with speed. Coach Cav, one of our guests, uh did has done some great stuff olympic uh level. what
1: olympic level stuff
0: oh yeah was it was at the last olympics um
1: and, and the and the uh paralympics afterwards
0: yes where one of his athletes won a lot of medals
1: yeah
0: um so wait uh coach Cav, has always way to keep getting after it and improving our profession and improving people's lives Oh yeah, uh, and I can't wait to see you probably at CVAS either in the spring or summer. Um, uh, plug for uh, plug for my man down at uh, University of Richmond, J DeMeo. Once again, another guest that we've had on. So if you want to listen to Coach Cav or Coach DeMeo, find the podcast and listen to it because those gentlemen have brought forth a lot of information.
1: Coach DeMayo seems to pump out a lot of industry type of stuff all day long on Twitter and, and Instagram. So uh, he's a great resource for that type of that type of information.
0: Yeah, he's probably sick and tired of me emojiing everything that he posts, but whatever. Me too. Um, get, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no,
1: I'm
0: not. Um, no, you're not. <laughs> um, but also like Bill Parisi, the Parisi Speed School, um, can't, can't talk about Bill enough and the stuff that he's doing. Um, especially with his research in fascia training um but yes uh you know
1: so it's a skill it's a it's a, it's a skill, it's, a skill. It's, it's, it's 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 probably coordination more than anything a, a particular coordination and getting the body
0: well and 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 you know getting the body in proper alignment making sure that the, the athlete's strong enough i mean most people that are fast are strong i mean it's there is there is a relationship to strength and speed. Um, you know, Usain Bolt is not a very frail individual. He is a very robust, strong, fast individual. Um,
1: so what's that, what's the science? What's the science of so? Okay, first
0: the chicken or the egg?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> what's the science of of a of a child getting stronger if, if they don't have if they if they don't have hormones running through their body yet? Is a child getting stronger the same way an adult does, or an adult just can accelerate that strength faster because of the hormones?
0: Um, I would think, and you know, this is just not looking at any research or anything that I haven't looked at in a while, but I mean, for somebody uh, prepubescent, I would look at body weight stuff, making sure they have an understanding of how their body can move efficiently and effectively. And then, you, you know, use their body weight for strength ac- activities, pull-ups, push-ups, squats, lunges, um, making sure that they're effective and efficient to move through all three planes of motion. Um, and then doing things like the wall drive, um, where you take a arm length away from the wall, um, you take a step back, you lean into the wall, so it puts you at that 45 degree angle where you wanna be at um, in the a drive phase or acceleration phase. And then make sure they understand. Um, from there, there's some drills that you can go off of that. But you know, if you have somebody on the wall for a minute doing um, working on their drive phase, they're going to understand that they need to be strong in order to be fast.
1: So, so an untrained pu- pu- pre-pubescent athlete can get stronger. They'll, they'll get stronger. It's the same same physiology as an adult getting stronger. But it's but it's it's that. Cause we discussed this, I forget with who we discussed this on a, another podcast. And someone said that there's a limit before you, before you start getting those hormones. Like you, you can only get so strong until those hormones take over and then, and then strength really accelerates.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, there, there's a reason, there's a reason that older individuals do TRT because their, their hormone levels are depleting. So, I mean, that's why you see, you know, It was back in the UFC where Chael Sonnen and several, I'm not going to say any names, sorry, Chael, but there were several, uh, several athletes using TRT therapy. So they, they were older. They had the experience of a 30 year old, but they had the body now of a 18, 20 year old because of the hormones that they were uh,
1: using. So the whole idea behind that is that they can recover faster and train as many hours as their younger opponent that they were going to be facing.
0: Well, and and that's, that's the thing with any, uh, anabolic, uh, steroid and, or any, um, hormone that you might be taking that it, it, it doesn't make you stronger. It gives you the ability to recover quicker so you can train more frequently and uh, recover quicker from your training sessions. So,
1: so, all right. So to, to kind of recap and put bookends on it, the original question, how does a pubescent athlete get faster? The first component is the skill, learning the coordination, learning how to run properly. Yeah. The second is bringing in that strength component to get them stronger, but there's going to be a level because they haven't hit puberty yet is that
0: there yeah there will be a ceiling there will be a ceiling and then you know one of the things that we talked with uh coach is about about you know what are the diminishing returns you know do 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 individuals need to squat two and a half times their body weight
1: And that's probably sports specific, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where you're looking at. Like that was, that was like the football, the old football, you know, two and a half times your body weight for a squat. Well, I mean, if you're looking at a 300 pound lineman, you're looking at, okay. You know, three, six, 750 pounds. It's a lot of weight. Yeah. It's a lot of weight, man. Yeah. It's a good thing. I, to- and, and not also taking into account the 300 pounds that's going down with it. You know, so, okay. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure I'll ruffle some people's feathers. I mean, at what point is too strong? Or is there a point where strength is not needed? Yeah. Or, or I, yeah. Mean, I, we ask I mean, as, 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 as uh, Fergus Connolly says, you know, there's a tactical, there's a technical... There's a psychological and there's a strength. It's it's so so like you have to you have to take care of all four.
1: Yeah, and we when we posed that question to Jesse Wright in terms of NBA basketball players, his answer was not only sports specific, right? Basketball players can't don't don't need to be as strong as football players, and there might be a point where there's, there's diminishing returns because they need to be quick and agile, and so if that strength is cutting into those attributes. That's going to be the diminishing return for a basketball player. But he also mentioned that within basketball itself, it's position to position. So, you know, your guards are going to need to be faster, have more agility, where strength, too much strength for them will come quicker than say a post player, because a post player is going to need that strength.
0: I always I always wanted my athletes strong. Yeah. And I always well, do. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't I don't think it's a quality. I don't think it's a quality that you can you can shy away from Um, because at the end of the day, my team's going to impose their will on yours. And 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 if we can do that on a consistent basis, we're going to win more games than yours. You know, taking skill out of it, you know, if we're both skilled um, because of where I was for 12 years, you know, all the athletes in the conference were very similar as far as skill level i I've viewed that if my if I can get my athletes to be fitter, faster, stronger, healthier, more robust, at the end of the day, we're going to win.
1: Strong things don't break.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Strong things don't break. I mean, that's just reality. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we get we get laid up in the hospital for a couple of days, but we come back right back uh, to it. Uh, not so, right back.
1: <laughs> so, all right, so let me ask you this: Doctor said nothing for another two weeks. So have you have you really done nothing, or have you been on that erg? I haven't been on the erg
0: yet. I don't think I'm going to make two more weeks without being on the erg. But
1: have you been to jujitsu yet?
0: Uh, no, but I'm signing up my youngest for it. So i i don't I don't know if jujitsu is going to come back. Uh, you know, we'll start with body weight stuff. I'll do I'll do some push ups. I'll do some squats. Um, I'll play with the TRX a little bit. Get some pulls in. But you know, at the end of the day, it's it will come back. I'm not too worried
1: about it. So, what's your what's what's your uh, your measurement for the year for the year right now?
0: Um, I'm think I'm at like one point six. Give me a second. I'll see. I mean, I got my handy dandy my handy dandy uh one
1: you have a, a pen and paper strength app right there is that what you got
0: yeah that's what i got i mean i'm not i'm not i'm not that i'm at 1.15 so 1 million meters so i don't i don't think 2000 i don't think 2 million is gonna get half gonna happen but maybe i go ham maybe i go ham the last month <laughs> Yeah. I, just, I just, I just, I just basically, I zoom in Brandon Lilly every day to yell. That's only at gonna,
1: that's only gonna give you four, five weeks to do over eight hundred thousand meters.
0: Yeah, I mean it's two hundred thousand a week, it's fifty thousand a day, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's a lot of, it's a lot of pushing and pulling, <laughs> but you know we'll see. I mean, uh, uh, Drew and I are gonna do something. We're gonna do uh, the four by forty-eight that uh, Goggins does. Uh, he does four miles every four miles, every four hours for 48 hours. So, you know, just like you just got through squat, squat timber, squat tober, squat tober, squat timber. I wanted, I, I, I reached out to Bert and I was like, how about rovember? <laughs> <laughs> he did not respond. <laughs> I was like, all right, we got strength. We got, cause we got squat tober and then we got December coming up. So that's your next one. Have fun with that one um that's uh mckim getting, daniel mckim getting at it so uh another right. good program another thing you know another Squat-tober. thing that will test
1: you squat over was great i yeah. I, I had I, I had to do it that was a misogy for me and, yeah because i i really didn't think i was going to make it through in the beginning because most people know, don't squats were were at a certain point i had to i had to say goodbye to because of knee and back injuries and you know i improper form so it was it was a scary endeavor, but I was like I needed to do something. I was like, "Fuck it." I was like, I, I I had that mentality. I was like, you know what? If I get hurt, I get hurt. It is what it is. But strong things don't break. Played in my head every single day. So
0: exactly. I- exactly, and and I'm sure Bert, I'm sure Bert, Bert, in the background probably going, yeah, you know, it's no nobody, you know, on a Misogi, not, it's not supposed to be comfortable. It's not supposed to be easy. No, if it, if, and as as I tell everybody, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. I mean, you know, it, it's
1: it, it, you well, know, it's not a it's not a true misogi. No, it,
0: it, I mean, I, I would say if you squatted every day for a year, a little different. Yeah. You know, you
1: know but, in comparison to the example we used on that episode, which was a bow hunter scouting an animal for a year, tracking him for a month, finding him after twenty-three days, right? Yeah. Getting in, into a position and having to wait there for six hours until he came out of a, a tree that was protecting him. So, so camp, For so, a three-second so, shot.
0: So Cam Haynes the other day posted that he got a, a ram in, uh, in Oregon. Yeah. And in Oregon, I believe it's you get one ticket in your lifetime. And if you see a ram, great. If you kill a ram, great. If you don't see anything, sorry about your luck paying for the ticket um so uh cam cam was uh skilled enough and in a position i I almost said lucky but there wasn't luck to do with it i mean he's a very skilled individual when it comes to bow hunting um so he he was uh he he had his opportunity he took it and he he got uh he got a ram so that was that was pretty cool to see so
1: yeah but uh you know we've been
0: all over the place right now (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah uh, well we're, we're it back to squat total bring it back around okay uh it was uh it was great because you know I, I got a better i got to really do a deep dive into the exercise which you know i've done squats before but in terms of really understanding like you know a bench press i i get yeah, i understand because i never had upper body issues and when in high school, that's all you want to do is, you know, you think strength is your upper body. Bench and bives. I think I did bench every other day when I was in high school. So very familiar with that exercise, but squats. I
0: would also explain the rounding in your shoulders.
1: There's a lot. I got to do more pulls. Yeah. You're welcome. The the whole, the exercise that Aaron Aramis pulled out, was great because it was all around it wasn't just squats you know so you know there was you're getting you're getting the opposite you know if you were pushing one day you were were, there was a pull in there too so you're getting you know the opposite so it was a great all-around exercise and exercise program it was completely doable you know
0: yeah double 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 a is a badass so i mean shout out shout out to soar shout out to Bert shout out to double a shout out to daniel mckim getting ready for Summer in a couple weeks and uh you know appreciate all that you guys do for uh us professionals and uh the profession keep getting
1: after it there was i i did every rep i did every set there was one point maybe around week two where i was like i i, I hit the wall and i stopped i stopped i think mid 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 set i didn't finish all the reps and then I got pissed at myself and I never let that happen again the rest of the month. Yes.
0: No, that's okay. That's, a, that's learning. You, you didn't lose, you learned. <laughs> what else you got?
1: Uh, I don't know. What do you got? You said you got stuff to talk about.
0: Yeah. Uh, earlier this week, ESPN posted out that uh, there was about $526 million in dead money in the coaching profession. Seven half million. a bi- half a billion dollars coaches are being paid for to not coach at their school or university anymore why because they got
1: fired what they have so they have a contract still in place
0: yes sir come on now now as a coach
1: trouble, they got trouble bumping up a strength coaches uh, pay to uh, from from 35,000 up to uh, a <laughs> A livable wage, a livable salary.
0: Now that's what I'm talking about. You got, uh, there's, a, there's a university right now paying three football coaches. Three head football coaches. Only one's coaching there. Um, and I'm not, I'm not here to bash any coaches. I get yours. Like if you can get a 10-year, 10, $10 million a year contract, get it. Um, because we know in this profession that what have you done for me lately? Um, but at that at that same point, if you're paying the head coach that kind of money, who's really running the athletic department? It's not who you think it is.
1: It's not the AD.
0: It's not. I mean, and I and I'm not here bashing ADs, but at some point this has got to get reeled in or or the wheels are coming off. I mean, I think the wheels are coming off already and I've talked about it and it's Doesn't it always know.
1: come down to who's controlling the money in every? Oh yeah. Season? Follow the money and you'll have your answer.
0: You know, the NCAA to say they're not they're you know, they're profit, but they take a billion dollars for football to televise it. It's like yeah, that billion dollars gets broken up between 300 schools, maybe, I don't know. But you know the 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 big five conferences take their take their piece first, and they should. I mean, once again, Nick Sabin, University of Alabama, I don't know what Coach Sabin's salary is. I don't really care, but he puts over 90,000 90, people in, in in the stadium every other weekend. And as we've talked, he's also probably responsible for an increase in uh, college applications, probably twenty percent a year. And that's non-refundable money. Um, you pay a hundred bucks, you put in your application, you either get in or you don't get in. But if you don't get in, they don't send you a check back.
1: <laughs> so, so they actually tied a percentage of applicants to a particular university because of the football coach.
0: Um, not because of the football coach, but because kids want to be associated with winning. So you'll see like. I'm sure Baylor, Baylor University. I'm sure their applications went up this year after their basketball team uh, won a national championship. Once again, shout out to Charlie. I'm just shouting everybody out today. Yeah. Can't wait to see, can't wait to Name see dropped. your championship. Oh, I'm dropping everybody. I'm, uh, I'm just being a straight up, you know what? Um, but I can't wait to see that championship ring either. So post that shit on Instagram um, or Facebook, whatever. Or just send me a picture. I don't care. Um, but, you know, it, it comes down to our profession, once again, not taking care of each other, not taking care of ourselves, and not demanding to have a seat at the table. Um, getting back to Ray and Ray and TK, it's like, you know, we need those titles. You know, you want me in that boardroom. You need me in that boardroom, uh, you know, go, to go straight up Jack Nicholson on you. Um, because at the end of the day, we're the ones that spend the most time with the student-athlete, and we know what's going on with them.
1: So I was thinking about that the other day, um, and I related to one of the – was, there was like a coaching cue that I used with the kids when I was teaching them basketball, right? there's four pillars to winning to basketball success. The first was physical ability. The second was defense. And these are in order of importance. Defense. Ball control, whether that means don't lose the ball when you have it or get it back when you don't, and then scoring, right? But the first one is the, it supports all the other ones. They're not even like pillars. That first one's really the foundation. The other ones are the pillars, but that first one's the foundation. It's your physical ability. And you strength coaches, that's your area. So for a skill, co- a, a sport coach, not to recognize that is beyond me. If that's your area of expertise, and it's and if you agree with with my philosophy, i'll 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 put it out there for people to pick apart. but if that's if you agree with that philosophy that physical ability and 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 status, being injured or not injured is important to everything else that you stack up on on top of that in order to be successful in, in a particular sport, then, Your strength coach is your key ally because they're taking care of that foundation.
0: I mean, as TK talked about, he's like the biggest problem that they've had in the past at UMass was the availability of the the starters. You know, and he and he's like, Mark, we're gonna play seven guys. You maybe eight. So those seven or eight guys better better be healthy. And he even said, he's like, you know, if, if we're healthy, we're the top part of the Atlantic 10. If we're not, we're in the middle. You know, and that's a big, funny. and that's a big jump because the, the top of the Atlantic 10 you're talking about going to the NCAA
1: tournament. It's it's funny you mentioned that because um, uh, Ray brought, brought up another point after that, which was that other seven that's not playing. One of the issues that he sees is that, you know, you, you finish out a season and you know, you're, you're graduating some of that top seven and you've not been paying attention to those other seven guys to get them physically prepared and ready. And now it's may, right. You're looking at four months, five months down the line. you got to start another season with these guys and it, and it's too late. Like you should have started that five months prior getting those guys prepared for the following year.
0: Well, you look you look at one of the guys that I, uh, I follow Chris Hayes. He's at Coppin State. They have five games in seven days. Five games in seven days. Yep. Basketball. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Five games in seven days. So, his guys better be ready. Um, they better recover. There's got to and... be
1: practice in there too, probably.
0: Oh yeah, there's, there's a practice out... seven days, right? Yeah, it's like they're they're going pretty straight for seven days. I mean, game practice, game practice, game practice. I mean keep just you have a dig you have a game you have a practice you have a game you have a practice and, and that's how it's gonna go it's uh, and, I, I know,
1: typically my basketball season was at least six days in college and that was hard you know maybe you get yeah. a day off but you need you're suppo- that one day recovery
0: you're supposed to, <laughs> supposed
1: to
0: you're supposed um, to get a day off oh <laughs> uh, does it always happen yeah maybe, is that, maybe a, is
1: that a rule oh yeah Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's one every seven or one every ten. I, I I think. I don't know what it is because you have you have a lot of tournaments preseason and stuff like that. Yeah. Where they just don't they don't have that that luxury. Um, but you know, it's the other thing. Hey, I'm gonna be in my office watching film at this time if you want to come by and watch with me. Or I'll be in the gym at this time you want to come by and get some shots we can do that too
1: you don't have to you don't have to wink wink
0: yeah uh but but that's the thing it's like especially like you know what you're talking about with the back the back half of the the team if you're not getting them ready because if one of those guys goes down they bump up you know next man up next person up next whatever up next athlete up that they better be prepared or, you know, your coach is going to look at you and go, what the hell have we been doing for the last six, eight weeks? Yeah. So it's like, you must pay, you must take care of the, the subs as well as the starters. And it's always something that I've managed to do. I mean, you look at, if, if you have games on, let's say like you have, when you get in season, if you have games on Thursday and Saturday, You usually will have Sunday off. You have practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, game Thursday, uh, game Friday or uh, practice Friday, game on Saturday. So if the guys that aren't playing obviously aren't doing much on Thursday and Saturday, you might want to get them into the gym, get some cardio in, get a lift in, make sure that they're, they're not getting deconditioned or weaker throughout the season. But then you're looking at probably having that team in, maybe on uh, probably on Monday, maybe on Wednesday, and maybe on Friday. Uh, it depends how your coach is. There are other coaches that they do a little thing called micro dosing, so they'll see their they'll see their teams every day in the in the weight room, and they'll do like instead of doing an on court warm up with the with the players, they'll go through. Three or four exercises, go through it three or five times. Get them, get a little swipe going, and then they'll go to practice. That's an interesting term to use. Thank you. I stole it. Like <laughs> I steal, like I steal most of my shit. <laughs> that's 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 a shout out to my boy Corey out with the Phoenix Suns. So, um.
1: Um, the uh, I think in that same conversation, TK brought up the catapult system, and you know how that's utilized to give feedback to the coaches. Um, on where the players are at, and yeah. I think I think Ray might have said, "Hey, make sure." But the first thing you do, or maybe it was TK, you do is not go to the coach and say, um, "These guys need the rest." Tell the coach, "Hey, you can push these guys harder today."
0: That might have been <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it might actually. I think it was me. But but was like, you? like if and and I talked to, I talked to a gentleman that worked down at Louisville Ray gang gone uh, phenomenal strength coach and he's like if i ever went to coach patino when he was at louisville and said i gotta re- you gotta rest these three guys he would say you know ray go fuck yourself and you're fired and then and and you know that's just the reality of the situation i, I mean at game day there's a reason there's a reason nobody really looks at readiness on game day because at the end of the day you got to play you know and as, as we've all stated in, 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 this conversation, I mean, you play to win the game, you know, coaches jobs depend on winning, you know, you you see it already. I mean, there's already been several football coaches fired, you know, UConn already hired a new football coach for next year. Um, and it's just one of those things, that, you know, because of how, once again, the money situation to it, you know, donors, donors want, return on their investment. yeah and and most of the people that are donating a lot of money and getting buildings named after them on university campuses want to know that their money has been spent wisely and at, in some instances want to say in who is coaching. You know and it 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 has happened. So um, you know I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but at the same time, it's you know i I, I go back and forth with this. <laughs> what else we got
1: I don't know man we don't want to give it all out to everybody you no
0: know? nah, I, I I uh I'm, I'm working on getting some more people uh coming on um so that'll be that'll be fun I mean we've had I think we've had a, in the two years that we've been doing this year and a half I think we've had some pretty phenomenal guests yeah. so I want to keep that going I, I love what we've been doing and, uh, I, and
1: I think, you know, what we, what we, what this has turned into is, is pretty balanced. You know, <clears throat> we, we talk about how athletes can improve themselves and there's a ton of really good information throughout all of our podcasts about that. Cause yeah. that's what it's about. And we have this industry talk, you know, for strength and conditioning coaches that has been phenomenal as well.
0: Yeah, I, I know that wasn't where you where, where you really wanted the podcast to go, but, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it's a, a passion project of mine to try and make the profession better.
1: I, I didn't um, have anything in particular in mind. I think that happened naturally because most of the people that we have on are strengths. <laughs> and so, you know, when, I mean, look, if we got to talk about industry stuff, I'm okay with that because we're getting incredible information from these people who are on the front lines of literally hacking athletes. And now we're bringing that to the masses.
0: Yes. I mean, getting back to the catapult system, you know, I, you know, I, I started the profession when we didn't have that technology and, and I look at it now and I'm, and I'm like, yeah, you got to make sure that what we're doing the, the is that we're providing the right stimulus for the, For the goal that we want to achieve. So it's kind of a reverse engineering. And Kier, I stole that from you. So you take the sport, you look at what they need to do on the court, field, whatever, and you just work backwards to design their training program. So you start with four, you start with four and go backwards. (laughs) Uh, What else?
1: That's it, man. Listen, go check us out on YouTube. On Spotify, on Apple, or on Google. Uh, If you want to be on the show, give us a shout. Info at AthleteHackers.com. My name is Chris Schrader.
0: And my name is Mark Spellman. As always, appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us. All my best. God bless.
1: And peace. Peace.